Bush and Richie here with your daily takeaway. Um, as you listen to this, um, it's Burns Night tomorrow. Uh, don't know what day of the week or, or quite how historically you're listening to this particular episode, but in real life, it's Burns Night tomorrow. IRL. IRL. Will you be doing anything for Burns? I love, I love haggis. Love haggis. Can't get enough haggis. I'm going to get some haggis. It's always quite a contentious issue in our house because my other half, Katie, is vegetarian. I was going to ask, and if there's one thing that you literally would not want to rub in the face of a vegetarian, it is um, sheep's stomach. Isn't it? It's mm. just, I mean, and obviously the, the show you're about to hear contains a corned beef toasted sandwich so yes, I feel like it's an affront too. to Katie a lot of this I love I love haggis though love the, it the only, the only downer I've got on, on haggis the only thing uh, against haggis I've got is just there's too much when, when I've cooked it for Burns Night I've always done like a massive you know, a massive looks like a bowling ball yeah. of it yeah. and then you feel really bad because like no one else in my house is going to eat it bar me and I always feel like I've just got like a, an abundance of haggis I almost want to like if you live in the Leon Sea area right and tomorrow night you think you're maybe in the same situation. None of your family wants to eat the rest of the haggis that you've cooked. Then let's meet up and share it or something. <laughs> Get in touch. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. In the final hour of last night's show, people won't have heard this because this was chat in the studio, I cursed myself. You did? Do you remember me saying to you lot uh, that the only time... I don't know why I said this out loud because I was asking for trouble. I said the only time I've ever come off my bike was on a charity bike ride in Bristol. Bizarrely with the bass player uh, from Kasabian and his I brother. I remember you saying Came off in a load of gravel. That up until this point was the only time I come off my bike. Immediately put me put me stuff on. Finished the show last night uh, and got knocked off my bike at uh, the awful roundabout uh, just by Trafalgar Square. Proper drama. Proper drama. Right old panic on. Did a, I'm all right, but I did I did do a He-Man roll across a bonnet, which is, it shook me up a little bit. I want CCTV image just to see you doing that. It's such a slow roll. I rolled so slowly, it's unbelievable. But it has shaken me up a little bit, and I thought, well, I've got to make some good out of this. So let's to, to make me feel a little bit better uh, what would make me feel better is for people to share their stories of being knocked off stuff or fallen off stuff so if you've fallen off anything had a fall been knocked off anything tell us about it tonight on home time can you count being thrown off a horse as being knocked off because in many respects it's the horse that has knocked me off itself i would take that still the same kind of ballpark what, yeah. what, what was the scenario me mate lived on a farm when i was a kid was around the farm was on the horse horse didn't take to that and uh, off i went straight into a nettle bush just for the little oh. cherry on top uh, insult to injury there. awful lot uh, of Injury. My little sister Anna, she, obsessed with horses, she got thrown off a horse. Had to have a metal pin in her arm and everything as well. Still loves horses to this day. No way. She literally got back on the horse. Wow. So look, if you've been knocked off, get in touch now. Uh, Gary and the skateboards. Uh, he says he was about. Sounds like a kids' book. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, it's about to get dramatic. Nine years old, face planted the pavement, Ooh. knocked his front milk teeth out, gum stitched back together, hanging by a thread, front teeth still wonky as a result. Hundred percent. 80s uh, accident, that, isn't it? Is it ever? Of an era. <laughs> Carl says, I knocked myself out with a set of bolt cutters opening a container of trainers when I worked for JJB Sports. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine how he did that in his head. It's a, he definitely win 250 quid from you being framed. Bolt cutters for trainers? I don't know. I know you get some pricey ones, but... Some serious pallet work going wow. on right there. Chris says, knocked myself out Ooh. and broke my nose while doing a mortgage presentation to staff. I worked at a building society. Wow. Mid-presentation and a fly was buzzing around me. <laughs> 
landed on the ceiling, so I quickly grabbed a leaflet and jumped up to hit it with said leaflet. <laughs> I killed it, but realised it was dropping down towards my mouth, so as I landed, I ducked to move my mouth out of the way and headbutted the extinguisher as I ducked. Wow. Knocked myself out, broke my nose, woke up ten minutes later being put into an ambulance outside the Building Society branch. What a legend. Like, whoever was <laughs> in that meeting will talk about that guy for the rest of their lives. Yes, but I bet they went away with no intel about new mortgages. I, I'm sure he would be kicking himself, well, <laughs> quite literally. Uh, we've got Darren on the line. Darren, mate, what happened to you? Well, I fell off my mountain bike as I was riding down Anak Moor in Scotland. Okay. I got a puncture and went over the handlebars. <gasps> I managed to break my collarbone, two bones in my hand, five ribs, a few more than once is what they said, and a punctured lung. Oh, check so out Bar- I, Barry Sheen over there. Wow. Uh, so I want a helicopter ride to the hospital. Wow. That's next level, that, isn't it? <laughs> and when you, when you get a helicopter ride to the hospital, just just to confirm, you're not, you're not dangling from the bottom, are you? And then they're, they're lifting you. You get in the, the actual helicopter. They do put you in the hospital, but you dangle from the bottom like first. <laughs> so... Darren, got a couple of questions. First of all, how are you now? Um, I still have pain, but I'm still good. Can't wait to get back on a bike. Oh, he's not scared, is he? No, he's not scared. He's bold as brass. Um, <laughs> second question, what was it like in a helicopter ride? And I got to see a lot of the ceiling of the inside of a helicopter. Wow. And so you... my friends bought me a helicopter ride for my 50th birthday so I could actually look out the window. Hey, hey, brilliant. I might get down, myself, down to that more. I've always wanted to go in a helicopter. <laughs> Uh, cheers to everyone who's got in touch tonight with their accidents and fallen off and being knocked off. Stuff. Making, making me feel a lot better about my little uh, Trafalgar Square roundabout uh, discretion last night where I got knocked off my bike by a car. Uh, Steve Cass in Portsmouth has texted to say, I fell off into a shopping trolley. Did that thing where you get up a bit of speed, lift legs off the floor and cruise down the aisle? Richie, I believe you're in the uh, Guinness Book of Records for I this. Am. He said, the trolley was empty, so unable to support my weight. Hands gripped tight to the handle. I went down like I'd been tasered in the dairy aisle right beside a good-looking lady. She looked down at me in disgust as I lay prone with my face in the trolley. The pain of embarrassment was as bad as the impact itself. Do you know what? Hearing that horrendous story makes me feel even better about the world record I hold. You could be that close to having to see. Exactly. Could have gone a completely different way. Millimetres, in it. Another horse riding incident coming in. On my way to horse riding right now, says this text. Uh, Fell off a horse a couple of months ago. Went over the jump. The horse didn't. Wow, I just refused. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we're quite big in the in the horse riding community, home time. We had a lady on last night who was a horse rider. Yeah, we do. We, we've had people mucking out from their stables listening to this show. Well, honoured, we really are. You and your jodpus listening along. Uh, this text from Jay says, lads, after my nana won a horse in a raffle... In Another brackets, horse run! It was in the 80s. <laughs> I was riding and my welly started to slip off. I went to pull it up and fell. Smokey the horse then stood on my arm breaking it. <laughs> Wow. Uh, which is an unbelievable thing. Uh, we've got Rachel on the line. Rachel, what happened to you? I got knocked off a toilet on a, a very long flight from Johannesburg to Heathrow. OK, so you got knocked off a toilet on a long flight from Johannesburg to Heathrow. What happened? Uh, I'd been in hospital for a long time. I'd broken my neck whilst out there and I'd been in traction for six months. Wow. Ooh. I had a medical flight to send me home. Right. And I was quite young. I was 19 and my nurse that had to escort me for the whole way home because I had an unstable fracture was rather handsome. So he had to <laughs> take me to the toilet, <laughs> take my clothes down so I could sit on the loo, yeah. and then close the door and leave me there until he could come and then retrieve me and do everything in reverse. What could go wrong? Um, but during, 
Well, yeah, exactly. And it was one of those funny little plasticky fold-up doors that slides across like on a caravan. I can never go in though, so, behind those. Can never go. No. So I was sat on the loo, and then it got very bumpy quite quickly, and then it got really bumpy. And because I had no strength left, because I'd been in traction for such a long time, I couldn't hold on particularly well. And I got flung into the door, which then fell off its little <laughs> track. It's like some mothers do, have <laughs> I was face down with my trousers and my pants around my ankles and then my bum in the air, still holding the toilet roll, <laughs> and unable to get up off the floor because it was bouncing so much. <laughs> Did you ever see each other again, you and your mate? <laughs> Funnily enough, no. Oh, I was oh. desperately hoping it was one of those ones where you then say, oh, we've been married now for 30 years. <laughs> no, never saw him again. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. I French kissed a zombie last night. Oh, my word. In my dreams, which were very much more of a nightmare. This is the second uh, consecutive uh, Tuesday evening that I've stood here uh, operating on minimal sleep last night. Uh, due to having watched this this new show, The Last of Us, uh, on Monday night. We're both into it, uh, you and I. Love it. I think you're of a hardier character than me, though, because I'm very susceptible, if I've watched something the night before, uh, for it to then carry on in my dreams. Oh, dear. Affect the night's sleep. So, two weeks running now. So, a week ago, I woke up in the middle of the night, vividly driving a car, but watching a plane crash in front of me. That's not a fun thing to wake up in the middle of your night. Not good. Uh, and then last night, to, to, to wake up, honestly, three o'clock this morning with just sweats that I was French kissing a zombie was just one of the most... Dis- oh, it's awful. It's not a spoiler, but there's there's a bit of zombie kissing in the last it's one. It's not a spoiler, but there is there is a bit. It's, it's one of the worst TV kisses I've ever seen. Uh, and, and, yeah, caused me to just be up at three o'clock and I struggled to get back to sleep since. It's, it's put me right off kissing zombies that last night. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I ever will, to be quite frank but what's the what's the problem it's it's a brilliant sequel to the last of the summer wine <laughs> you don't get this do you you do you, you don't get this tv number or, or do you is there a tv show that 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 has caused you to wake up with the sweats uh, there's a film that is frightened the life out of me that i watched as a kid i think sometimes when you watch something like way younger than you should be watching it yes. it stays with you I, for some reason i ended up this is terrible parenting by my mum and dad but i ended up watching uh, david lynch's the elephant man right when i was a kid right and it obviously is filmed in black and white. It's quite creepy. David mm. Lynch's stuff is sometimes a bit like that. And I had nightmares for, I think, almost a year. It, was, it freaked me out. <laughs> it really, really did. So that stayed with me. Would it affect you now? Do you know, I, I, it's, one of, it's supposed to be a brilliant film, mm. but I've been too scared to go back to it in case I get nightmares all over again. Just give it a go. I bet I should do. That'd be an interesting night, wouldn't it? TV nightmares. What is it that's woken you up? Uh, Sarah suggesting The Fall with Jamie uh, Jamie Dornan. A oh, yeah. seemingly normal family man, wife and kids, actually creepy man laying in wait, always check the doors and put the light on, going up to bed after an episode of that. When I first heard about that programme, I just thought he'd accidentally gone down the stairs in the middle of the night. Um... <laughs> I've just had a look at David Lynch's uh, The Elephant Man, which scared me when I was a kid, and I don't think I'm going to be watching it. I'm getting flashbacks. (laughs) Good update. Uh, This one here, text says, Bush must be having TV nightmares when watching Match of the Day lately. (laughs) They were going to come. To be fair, I haven't watched Match of the Day in months, so (laughs) I'm insured against it. Loving the uh, details that Laura has given here. Uh, I'm making spaghetti bolognese right now, and it was papier-mâché-headed monster Frank Sidebottom. Oh, he was quite creepy. That used to haunt 
haunt my dreams, especially where I was trapped in a house where every door leads to another room or a bricked-up doorway. He's chasing me around the house. I love it when people text the show and they offer information that, that isn't pertinent to what they're saying. Like yes. that lady there, for example. This, this fella's texted to saying... Uh, it's Kyle from Salford. He says, I'm working till seven. I'm installing f- uh, first fix plumbing. The client requested for the plumbing to be done all in copper. That's why I'm still here. <laughs> PVC pipe not called speed fit for nothing. He then goes on to say, anyway, <laughs> when I was six, my mum made me watch The Exorcist. I had nightmares for years. I had to sit myself down and watch it again when I was 18, and I've not watched it since. Wow. Uh, the TV nightmares that kept waking you up. Uh, Kelly, what was it for you? It was Poltergeist, but it wasn't really a TV. It was, it was a film. It was Poltergeist. Wow, um, what, what, about 12. You watched Poltergeist when you were about 12. Talk us through the scenario. How did you come to watch that at such a tender age? Well, it was my dad's fault because he decided it would be a really good idea on a Sunday afternoon to put Poltergeist on. No. And, um, <laughs> and they've now got, I've had a nightmares for six months and um, have a fear of clowns. <laughs> that is not Sunday afternoon stuff. Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, we're talking Ballycus Angel. Yeah. We're talking Antique, Monica yeah. Antique Roadshow. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And it was like the late 80s, so, you know, there was probably not much on, you know, that was decent around that time, I don't know. Weirdly, I remember when I watched that um, that film. I, every time you looked away in the kitchen, you always expect to turn around and have all the chairs stacked up behind you. Do you remember that? It <laughs> yeah, still creeps yeah, me out yeah, to this or, day. Or, or a steak moving across the counter on its own. You know, that kind of thing. Some astonishing shows that give you TV nightmares. Kirsty and Paul, Killdozer. I watched it when I was about six. Oh my First off, what are you doing watching stuff like that at six? I remember there being people hiding in large pipes and getting crushed by heavy plant machinery. For years, if I saw a JCB, I'd have to cross the road. What an unbelievable thing to be watching. <laughs> uh, and I love uh, weird stuff that scares people, like stuff that you wouldn't expect to be... It's not supposed to be scary. Sarah from Abingdon says, uh, TV nightmares, I was scared stiff as a child by the white Mozart head that was on the piano on The Muppet Show. And I didn't sleep for a week after watching Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> uh, Wayne, what was it that woke uh, you up in the night? Um, so it was after binge watching uh, The Walking Dead. Uh, I woke up uh, utterly convinced that the zombies were filled my bedroom. Um, and it, was, uh, it wasn't helped by the fact my wife grinds her teeth and the noise is exactly the same. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> or at least in my mind, it was exactly the same as the noise uh, from the zombies on The Walking Dead. Wait, wait, uh, in The Last of Us last night, the, the zombie was making a very teeth-grindy noise, yeah. wasn't it? Wasn't it? I mean, my, my middle daughter does the whole teeth-grinding thing. It's just creepy as hell, isn't it? Yes, yes. And uh, in the middle of the night when you're half asleep, that, uh, that terrifies you. So I leapt out of bed, turned the lights on, um, frantically shouted about there being zombies in the room. <laughs> uh, and, uh, <laughs> well, at least my wife woke up and she's no longer grinding her teeth, but that's good. <laughs> Oh, we've got a resolution there. <laughs> How did it go down with her, the whole freaky wake-up? Uh, not the first time I've woken her up uh, with uh, some kind of sleepwalking or oh. uh, sleeping incident. So um, I got put back to bed and told to go to sleep. <laughs> Have an early night. Stop watching weird telly. <laughs> well, I haven't watched Walking Dead since. You won't um, like The Last of Us. Oh, no, I'm don't don't go near that. No, no, I think I'll stay away from it. Uh, Wes, Mr. Nosy Bonk. You remember Mr. Nosy Bonk? Terrifying and inexplicably <laughs> terrifying. It didn't need to be that scary. <laughs> Jimmy said the moomins to this day still freak me out. The noises they made as well. Uh, they'd come through your window and have your eyes. This is the Daily Takeaway. Takeaway. Thankfully, the radio, not really a, a big energy-consuming device uh, because, of course, we are in the midst right now. Some households taking part in this energy-saving event between 4.30 and 6 o'clock. 
this evening, uh, which uh, you might not be surprised to hear as someone who's massively into couponing and saving money and uh, getting vouchers back. Tight. I am a participating household. Right. Cannot wait to get home tonight to see uh, what has been saved. Are you you doing this? No, not in a million years. Well, you're making <laughs> Natalie and Rocco that n- is, not have any electricity on or something. That is the thing that is stressing me out. I've uh, elected for our household to take part, but I'm not there at home right now right. to turn off the lights and make sure that the uh, energy-consuming devices are being used and all that. But I've left instructions. But it's, so it's freezing today. What, what's the deal at your house between half four and well, six? On my phone, I've turned the thermostat down. Oh, so that's right down. Oh, but I gave them a little boost for half an hour beforehand, so I should have topped it up. That's terrible. Honestly, there's, I there's, could never do that in a million years. There's no using of the uh, uh, dishwasher... Uh, washing machine and tumble dryer they are all out and I've said no no lights on the rooms that you aren't in it's, life's it's like too Blackpool short. Illuminations life's too short I would never honestly I, I, it is weird for me but I, I, I the thought of the girls being cold whilst I'm at work that'd be the worst thing ever I couldn't do it in a million years I've got, I could get ATP back that's so bad. I think it's so bad. Honestly, I, genuinely. I will I there'd be a revolt if I was in that house. I will report back tomorrow and let you know what I've saved. This is The Daily Takeaway. Daily Takeaway. Tuesday means one thing. It's what you've all been waiting for, Toasty Tuesday. And, uh, Richie, you did your cheese and chocolate last week. A triumph. Through. It was a triumph. It's my turn to do a toasty that I've created this week. And I've been, I've been getting so many messages about this. Uh, tonight we are having, Matthew, corned beef and ketchup toast. <laughs> Let me explain where this comes from. Uh, my favourite meal growing up, two favourite meals. One was liver, bacon and onion. Don't worry, we're not going to do that as a toasty. Good. Although, if this goes all right. No. Uh, the other one was corned beef hash. So that was kind of like corn, tinned corned beef uh, with fried onion and mashed potato on the top in the oven. Right. Uh, uh, one of the greatest things about having corned beef is is opening the can with uh, the key. But very rarely in the world of food, you have a, like an escape room vibe to actually trying to get the food out. Now, I've, I, I've, I've never used a key to open a can <laughs> at uh, the age of uh, uh, nearly 46. So I'm going to put my glasses on to actually watch this because I wouldn't know how to do it. So the, the key is glued to the top of this uh, uh, can of corned beef. Yeah. I've just plucked the key off it. Do you think anyone's ever opened a can in a radio studio with a key? I don't think so there's ever much, been... So much could happen right now. But this has never been done before. It's quite sharp as well. So it's the health and safety, it could be a bit of an army. You turn it around and then... You feel it go? You hear that go then? I heard it go, you yeah. Just start unpacking There's it. There's no, no juices that are about to like come out of that, no? No, just pure, cold, hard corned beef, my friend. You hear that? I, can goes. I just say well done to you, because you've done the entire show this evening next to a tin of corned beef. Yeah. I'm getting dog food smell, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> smell that, does that smell of dog food? That's <laughs> when I go, like, go and feed next door's cats. It does, because I don't know about you, I've always thought whenever I've fed an, fed an animal, I've always thought, I bet, I'd love to taste that, I bet it tastes all right. Toasted. Imagine that ketchup. pet food toasty. This is disgusting. <laughs> OK, so... Is it too late to back out? No, 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 you're, you're in, mate, it's too late. Now we're going to take the, 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 the tin is open, listen <laughs> to the slop of the, the jelly fall from the corned beef as we open the, the tin here. Oh. oh, it's open. It's been released from its sheath. <laughs> Gagging. Right, well, let's slice this up, Richie, and get, and, uh, get it in the toaster, mate. It's going to be great. Wait. The uh, the the lecky meter here must be going through the roof, which is killing Richie as we're using a toaster. Just from what was said earlier on, someone's texted in to say Richie's is as tight as Rambo's headband. <laughs> it's all right. I don't mind it being on now because a we're at work. It's not my bill. And secondly, the energy saving event finished at six o'clock, so it's all good now. Thank you very much. So there you go, uh, Lim. 
What isn't good is the calories in corned beef, my friends. I've never looked. I've been counting calories since January the 1st. This is horrendous, all right? This tin is 340 grams. Don't hold it like that. (laughs) (laughs) The rest of it can slop out. 340 grams, this tin, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100 grams, so a third of this tin, calories, 222 calories, which is the same as a Mars bar. Oh, my... I didn't... I never knew. So one tin of corned beef... Is is three Mars bars. Why is it the best stuff has always got so many calories? Do you know what I mean? Whatever you do, if you think that's bad, don't look at the meat content. <laughs> it better taste good. But it is time. Uh, the studio is filled with the smell of uh, freshly cooked corned beef, which oh. is a heady thing. I just, I just hope so much this this smell is dispersed in time for the breakfast show in the morning. Dave's going to go absolutely spare, <laughs> isn't he? He's going to go absolutely spare. I if he Dyson this. would like it. Oh, Dyson would be like catnip to Dyson. Yeah. <laughs> He won't be able to concentrate, but Dave's going to be furious, so we need to air this room. Dave has finer tastes. Anyway, we'll see. I can't imagine Berry going anywhere near a corned beef toastie, but we'll we'll see. So we've we've toasted corned beef. Uh, We had a bit of a problem with our, um, our ketchup. Uh, we both went everywhere with it, didn't we? It was very eager. We it was very uh, eager. We bought own brand, um, and it was eager to come. Okay, so thank you for that. Let's have a little taste of Out. this toasty. Good, finish that sentence, yeah. and let's see what what it tastes like. Let's. I'm getting sausage vibes to start with. Hmm. Um. Better than I thought it was going to Thank be. Thank you very much. I'll take that. Can I put it on a T-shirt? <laughs> Probably the best thing I could say. It tastes like, um, you know that Scottish delicacy of square sausage? Yes. Yeah. It tastes like that with a bit of ketchup. It does. I notice you're going in for a, a second bite. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Why is that? Uh, partly the calories. Well, um, but mostly the taste. Well, let's just let's let's stay here, even if it means right in the middle of Canas Sturgis's show, and let's finish this off. No, this this feels like I'm back at home and my mother's making me finish dinner. No, uh, watch the full recipe. Well, who are we kidding? You sound like you're struggling to clear your mouth, there, my friend. It's a little bit claggy. <laughs> I warned you. I've been warning you for days. You cannot beat that smell of uh, recently cooked corned beef. <laughs> it really is quite a heady mix. Uh, but we're after your suggestions. Obviously, we've done two weeks on the trot of Richie and I coming up with our creations for toasted sandwiches. But this is all based on what you guys have come up with. So thank you to everyone who's got in touch so far on our Facebook page, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. If you've got a toasty that we need to make, Stephen says, "What about doner kebab meat, uh-huh. mozzarella cheese?" Cheese, uh-huh. red onion and a drizzle of garlic and chilli sauce. You're both very welcome. Oh, there's a lot going on in that one, isn't there's there? There's a lot going on, but I like the sound of it. It's taking it to the next level. Uh, Jessica, to me, I love the science involved in this description. I once made a primula toasty. I was going to have some square crisps with it. Mm. Then I thought throw the crisps in the toasty before cooking it. The fat in the primula had the effect of refrying the crisps. It was amazing. It's a sign. We've had a few messages tonight about crisp-based toasting. Mm. I think that's something we need to do soon. Keep your suggestions coming in. Like I say, we could be cooking it next week. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Just a final word on uh, the up-and-coming Burns Night uh, tomorrow. Um, the other the other side of it that I don't think gets enough chat is the Neeps and Tatties. 
Neeps and Tatties. Neeps and Tatties, uh, which is Sweden potato. Oh. That's lovely combo, that is. It is, isn't it? Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Is, do you mix it together? Do you do a bit of like a mixy-mixy? I do mix it together. The one thing now, when you look at the whole night as a whole, doing a haggis and doing Swede, and, and from memory, cutting Swede up, it's a hard thing to cut. Horrible. Um, and Horrible the potato. There's a lot that goes into prep for your Burns night, isn't there? This is, that's why I think, I, I think last time, Burns night, I just had microwave mash. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be bothered with any of the rest of it. <laughs>